Hello, everyone. Welcome once again to another edition on Talking Fight of our special episode featuring the Olympics, the upcoming Olympics, which we know will take place in Tokyo this summer. <laughs> what could possibly go wrong? All right, Chris. All right, Chris. Well, it's funny you should mention that, Graham. It's funny. It's funny you should mention that. That is. I wish I had better news sitting in front of you here today. Um, but the, the practical upshot here is uh, the Olympic qualifier for Europe will be rescheduled again. So the event, as we've mentioned before, was canceled on the fourth day of the original competition due to the COVID-19 pandemic. And the tournament we've also mentioned was recently, recently was due to resume uh, April 22nd to the 26th at the Copper Box Arena in London. Now, the Boxing Task Force currently organizing the tournament has announced that the event in London is canceled. The Boxing Task Force released a statement stating that in a virtual meeting on the 20th of January, it was decided that the European qualifier for the Olympic Games Tokyo 2020 boxing tournament will no longer be taking place in London in April. The decision was taken in light of the current situation and increased travel restrictions to and from the United Kingdom and taking into consideration the feedback received from the European Boxing Federations as well as the National Olympic Committees. Um, so the Boxing Task Force is currently evaluating all possible options, including April in another location, and will be providing us with an update on the 17th of February. So the, uh, their statement goes on to say that the Boxing Task Force would like to express its gratitude to both uh, to the British Olympic Association, uh, Great Britain Boxing, UK Sport, as well as all their stakeholders involved, their commitment and the efforts in supporting us during these extremely difficult and ever-evolving times. So that leaves us with only two tournaments sorted thus far, uh, our Asia-Oceana tournament and the African tournament. At this point, the tournament for the Americas is still on the books for May, but without a confirmed location as of yet. Uh, it was originally going to be held in Buenos Aires, but was canceled uh, following a move from the Argentinian government to restrict international events in the country with immediate effect. Um, in a statement uh, from the Boxing Task Force, they stated uh, at the time, that the uh, local organizing committee had informed them that day that the uh, government of Argentina had taken the decision to restrict all types of international events in the country with immediate effect. And this was, of course, done as a precautionary measure uh, of COVID-19. Um, but, you know, getting back to Europe uh, for, for the time being, we'll, we'll deal with the Americas when we get there. This is a huge setback for the athletes that would have been uh, otherwise competing in this qualifier. I mean, ultimately, the venue really doesn't matter, uh, especially since it was never likely that it was going to be fans in the seats to begin with. Um, but changing the dates for the tournament can have a huge impact, uh, you know, on like the athletes' training schedules, uh, you know, as well as the athletes' uh, support staff, or you know, trainers, coaches, cutmen, etc. Um, depending on how athletes are funding their Olympic run, this may mean dipping further into their own pockets. It's really just going to introduce a whole slew of new problems if, uh, for these athletes if the dates do end up getting changed and they don't find a new suitable location. This, of course, coming all right on the heels of last week, as you started us off with, Cram, where we spent a decent amount of time talking about whether or not the games would be taking place at all. Um, and you'll remember the IOC uh, was adamant at the time that we would be seeing an Olympiad this year. 
I won't go back into the whole statement again, but IOC President uh, Thomas Bach again dismissed the idea last week of Plan B, uh, any talk of re, uh, relocating events or cancellation. He said, we're not speculating on whether or not the games are taking place. We are working on how the games will take place. And when pushed and asked a little further and asked uh, at what point he would consider calling off the games, uh, Bach had replied, our task is to organize Olympic Games, not to cancel Olympic Games. This is why we are working day and night to organize safe Olympic Games. So, Graham, two questions for you. Uh, do you think Thomas uh, Bach's statement still holds water a week later? Uh, and, I mean, by that, I mean, do you think that the IOC's commitment to hold the Games is still going to hold? Or, uh, and secondly, you know, do you think we're just looking at, you know, you know, the first the first crack in the armor, or is this like just one of the first dominoes to fall? I mean, are we going to be seeing more cancellations, more uh, more talk of a re relocation? What are your thoughts? I can't understand why they would uh, cancel, seeing there are boxing professional boxing competitions going on as we speak anyway. Uh, that having been said, maybe it's a logistical thing, and there's a ton of numbers involved in terms of people participating. Uh, but having said that, too, with respect to the overall macro view of this, um, I just read a report saying among the island nations who are dealing with COVID quite well, uh, Japan is one. Um, now, although they are probably experiencing some level of COVID severity, as we are, mm -hmm. incredibly, uh, Japan is mentioned as one of the three island nations that is coping and has contained uh, the spread of the COVID disease. So, um, you know, I don't think the Japanese are opposing the holding of the Olympics in their country. Uh, as Well, actually, local support is starting to wane, especially in and around uh, the greater Tokyo area, which, I mean, is a ridiculously huge portion of Japan. Uh, but, yeah, no, uh, let me try that in English. Support is starting to wane, and one of the reasons has been the success that they have been experiencing in their pandemic response. So the locals at this point in time are concerned about the prospect of people who have not been from countries that have not had as successful a response to the COVID-19 pandemic. Um, athletes and support staff and media from those countries coming into their borders now potentially bringing uh, COVID or a new variant of COVID into the country. Uh, you also have to remember that Japan is actually just starting their vaccine rollout this month. Uh, so uh, while they've, they've had a very developed, very coordinated rollout, uh, you know, in the greater scheme of things around the world uh, compared to some other countries, we don't know what their rollout's going to look like yet because they're just getting started. Well, this was Florida. <laughs> <laughs> So is this the first that's going to fall? I mean, we haven't talked about, uh, you know, the Americas, if we can find a date. You've still got uh, June in Paris was what uh, was originally scheduled. I don't know if that's still going to be going forward. You know, are we going to start, start seeing more tournaments and more qualifiers from other sport and things like that drop, you think? I would hope not. I, I just can't see it. Uh, I can't understand why they just won't move forward as if the games are going on because the games are going on in Tokyo in July. So anyway, I, who am I? Who am I? Well, I think some of it's going to have to do with the various, like with London, for example, there was the UK variant of the coronavirus that uh, that popped up. 
So it, it might be it might be as simple as trying to contain it from spreading different variants around at this point in time. Yeah. Um, again, being an island nation, going back to your point. So they may just be looking for somewhere in continental Europe that's uh, able to uh, has the facilities and are able to host a tournament. So I said they're not. It's not like we're going to see fans in the uh, in the crowd at this point in time. I think we're going to be thinking. Uh, I'm thinking personally, it's going to look a lot like uh, the the uh, Tyson Jones pillow fight. Blacked right. out seats and just you know spotlights right on the ring. Everything real clear, crisp, clean. Nothing draw else. Nothing else drawing focus from the fights yep. themselves. Is it, you know, you don't even have to be as fancy as uh, the pillow fight because, quite frankly, the uh, it was the welterweights who went at it on the weekend in L.A. Uh, that competition was held in the Shrine Hall. So if they can hold a full-on championship event in a hall for a broadcast audience on a global level, not only streamed but on Fox TV, they can hold, I'm sure, a series of qualifiers in a series of different event venues if they want to. That's my humble. Well, it's true. I mean, there wasn't like there was huge crowds. There was, you know, a few people, but not, but by nothing that you would call a crowd at things like the Oceania Asia tournament. Uh, that was largely an unattended event. And most people who were there in person would have been directly, would have been either media or directly uh, related to it. You didn't see, there weren't crowds of people cheering, you know, four or four, you'd see in any given camera shot, four or five people about in, in what would have otherwise been packed stands. And so those would, that would have been media, uh, you know, observing social distancing. So, I mean, they've already gone ahead and that was, uh, that tournament took place in Jordan. Uh, so they've already gone ahead in some cases and done, you know, crowdless, uh, tournaments so far for the qualifiers. So I can't see any reason why they can't find a school gym somewhere. Exactly. All right. Awesome. It's decided. We've decided. There we go. So Graham's going to find you guys a gym, and he'll be in touch with the IOC shortly. That's right. All right, there we go. Discussion ended. Decision made. Um, what do you got lined up tomorrow then? <laughs> oh well, I mean, I'm just keeping an ear to the ground like I do every day on this, and I'm, you know, I'll, like everyone else here, you know, I'm I'm an armchair quarterback. I'm I'm educating myself about the Olympics as we go forward here and hoping to learn something myself and have something to, uh, to share every day. So some of the other discussions that our panelists have been having have centered on, uh, the 88 Olympics, for example, which were a bit of a, a farce, uh, some of the trainers who are currently training Olympic athletes. Um, I can't remember if, uh, Zaheer was training anyone for the Olympics. But anyway, so there are other things to focus on other than the games themselves. I mean, there are athletes out there who we could focus on. Oh, yeah, uh, we're going to be, we're going to be, we're going to be, as we get closer to the game, and especially once those, uh, those cards start to shape up and we can start to see a little bit cl more clearly who's going to be fighting at the games. Uh, yeah, absolutely. We're going to be doing some fighter profiles uh, as well as taking a look at some of the matchups from uh, the earlier games. Uh, at this point in time, like I said, it's just everything's been uh, so up in the air about whether or not we're actually going to get to have these games. Right. Uh, so, yeah, we're, we're definitely going to look. And actually, uh, right through the 80s, there was some uh, – the boxing Boxing did all right uh, in the Olympics in the 80s. There's some names that you definitely recognize uh, coming out of uh, a few of those Olympics. So, And definitely some interesting decisions to talk about when we talk about uh, things like the Seoul Olympics and uh, the Roy, jo Roy 
Jones Jr. fight from the Seoul Olympics. You know, there, there's definitely, you know, past controversy and things like that to get into. It's just every time I turn on my, uh, you know, my laptop in the morning, it just seems to be uh, something new that really can't be ignored at this point in time. Huh? <laughs> All right. We're going to have to find some fun stories, though. We're, gonna, we're starting to get a bit too doom and gloom here, I think. Yeah, yeah I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, yeah, there are some good stories that come out of past oh, Olympics, yeah. without a doubt. Um, Lennox Lewis, uh, pretty sure, won his gold medal at the 88 Olympics, I think. He did, uh, very much, I, yeah. I, I believe the Spinks brothers uh, out of the U.S. were uh, winning their medals in the Olympics initially before going on to pro careers. Anyway, there's good stories that come out of the Olympics uh, from many countries around the world, which is what the Olympics uh, tend to promote. Is uh, Yeah, well, I think that's some of the things we're going to focus on going forward. Again, we're still a... Hundred seventy, um, just under one hundred and seventy days out from the uh, from the Olympics at this point in time. So we've still yeah. got a lot of time uh, and a lot of ground to cover. But we're going to uh, start looking at some past Olympics coming up. Uh, but you know, if we do get anything else happening like this in real time, I, I I'm going to let you know. You know, it would be good. Whatever happened to? So, for example, at the last Olympics, mm-hmm. whatever happened to the gold medalist who won in the I don't know cruiserweight division if there's such a thing at the olympics a cruiserweight no uh <laughs> there are not and depending on uh, which athlete you're talking about uh mm-hmm. some of some of them are on their way back to tokyo already all right anyway uh, that so- much we know because some of them have already qualified in uh in places like the asia oceana tournament so we do have a couple of athletes making return appearances as well it was food for thought all right fair enough so we'll see you tomorrow absolutely all right thanks very much christian appreciate it talk soon Thank you.